Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Welcome to the Connecting with Coincidence radio show with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, bringing together the world's synchronicity experts to help you use meaningful coincidences to develop spiritually, psychologically, and practically. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence into your web browser to find the book, website, Psychology Today blog, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. And now, here is the host of the Connecting with Coincidence radio show, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Oh, thanks a lot, Rob. Thanks a lot. Yes, back here we are. I'm Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, and uh, let's expand your mind again, maybe a little bit. To expand your mind here is something interesting. So let's start with some interesting words, like maybe interest, and then interpersonal, and then how about interspecies? And uh, then there is the old intergalactic. Yeah. Now let's go to today's pithy phrase. Low probability coincidences deserve a search for explanation. Yes, tossing them off as chance can miss some useful explanations. And now let's add a new word to our lexicon, coinciders. Co-insiders are people who experience meaningful coincidences. We become insiders together, looking at the meanings of synchronicity. We compare our experiences and find that the world is not the way conventional reality defines it. Our minds are immersed in our mental atmosphere, the psychosphere, through which some of us can be telepathic, clairvoyant, and sense the future, as well as find our own human GPS. Sharpen your sensitivity to coincidences. Examine their potential uses and explanations. Read my book, Connecting with Coincidence, and learn along with me, Synchronicity, Spoken Here. Our guest today is Joseph Mazur, who is Professor Emeritus of Mathematics at Marlboro College in Marlboro, Vermont. He holds a PhD in math from MIT, is the recipient of fellowships from several distinguished foundations, including the Guggenheim and Rockefeller Foundations. His works have appeared in Nature, The New York Times, The Guardian, The Wall Street Journal, Slate, and Science. He has been profiled in venues such as NPR's The Hidden Brain and PRI's Innovation Lab, as well as many others. He is the author of Euclid in the Rainforest, Discovering Universal Truth in Mathematics, another book called What's Luck Got to Do with It? The History of Mathematics and Psychology Behind the Gambler's Illusion, and his most recent book, Fluke. Yeah, Fluke, The Math and Myth of Coincidence, and that book brings Joe and me together today. His books have been translated into over a dozen languages, and Joe, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on the show. That was a great introduction. It was quite full. Uh, <laughs> my whole CV there. <laughs> yeah, I, you've, you've done a lot, Joe. Um, uh, it's, it's wonderful 
to see the your mathematical background and how you think about it. And I also noticed from a little some of our dialogues that there's some flexibility in the way you think about things. There, you're open to more than just uh, a probabilistic or statistical explanation of some things. Yes, I am, surely. Uh, you know, we know uh, so much, but uh, there's so much we don't know as well. So, you know, I try to keep an open mind about that, even though I uh, try to get some kind of analysis on uh, how the causes give us some connection to the odds. So, but, you know, uh, be before I say anything more about that, uh, I should tell you that even though the book, uh, Fluke, uh, tries to corner the odds on some of these very impressive coincidences. Uh, it also, um, I, I should be sure to tell you that, in fact, uh, those cornered odds are really boundaries. They're not real. You can't take a story, a co good coincidence story, and mathematize it to the extent of getting anything precise. You're not going to get precise odds on any of these things. So I just, as a word of caution, I'm just uh, suggesting that when I talk about odds, I'm talking about boundaries of odds. In other words, uh, very, 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 very vague approximations as to what we should, how we should think about the odds on these coincidences. So, Excellent. You know, Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. That's a wonderful point. And I kind of see that, too, because... When I was in college, uh, I was in a seminar uh, at Swarthmore on probability theory. It wasn't statistics. It was probability theory. I really liked it. Uh, I got a double A in it. I showed the professor that this was something really important and, under and something to understand. And I really liked the various theories about probability. So I keep trying to understand the probability of various coincidences. And I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that it's really hard to get to anything precise, but you may come up with boundaries. Even even that, I think we can talk about some. And, and when I do these, when I do my own probability analysis, I will have some questions about that for you. Uh, when I tell you that uh, we go over the story uh, that happened to me with uh, regarding my father, because the, the, how you determine probabilities of uh, events becomes somewhat arbitrary depending on uh, the reference group that you pick to place the potential baseline in. And I, I, would you comment on that first? Yes. Uh, with all the stories I've heard, and I've heard, as you probably can gather, I've heard many, many, uh, especially after the publication of my book. I mean, yeah. I think the uh, sorcerer's apprentice of uh, coincidence stories, as you are. <laughs> but um, I would suggest that um, there are hidden variables behind all of these stories. And when you dig a little bit deeper uh, than the actual story itself, because the storyteller is uh, telling something from the consciousness angle, but not from the subconscious angle. So uh, there is, um, there's a lot of detail that's really hidden. And when you try to pry out that, uh, those uh, details, you begin to see that there are things that you can attach to cause. So that the causes really could be there, uh, which of course, annihilates the whole idea of coincidence itself, because a coincidence is uh, that, that, that's a couple of events that happen in space and time without an apparent cause. Yeah. Uh, so once you, once you dig out the cause, it's no longer a coincidence. Um, Agreed. I, 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 that, I, I underline that point with you. I, I've said that often. Once you find the cause, it's no longer a coincidence. But, but it's also, in my definition, uh, I use the adjective apparent. So, uh, so apparent is a very relative uh, word because you have to ask apparent to whom? Uh, apparent to the person to, uh, relaying that coincidence or is it apparent uh, to everybody? And surely there are people who might be able to explain that coincidence, which would mean that it wouldn't be a coincidence in general. So there's that, that the rub is you, you, you worry about that, uh, that, uh, that cause being surfaced in some way. Uh, that's the, the, the idea of a parent is really is very, uh, a very good question right there. Just what, what do we mean by a parent? Uh, I mean, it's, it's subjective is what you're saying. It is, yes. Not, you know, 
And there are many coincidences where uh, in, my, uh, in my book, I talk about the head scratchers. And the head scratchers are those coincidences where you can't even get to the, uh, the, the analysis at all. There's nothing that you can really get your fingers on and, and say, you know, I'm going to crunch some numbers here and, and uh, see some, uh, some, uh, some relationship between what I know is true in, let's say, physics or the world yeah. uh, with, uh, with what has actually happened in these events. Uh, each of these segments is uh, a little over 11 minutes. We're getting, we have about two minutes left, but I have a question about uh, the difference in your mind between explanation and cause. Yeah. Uh, e explanation means you already know something about the cause and you're ready, ready to uh, put things together so that you can actually explain that cause. Some causes are very difficult to even explain. So there's there's a real rough difference there because uh, you may know that there's a cause, but you may not may not know um, you may not know how to explain that cause. So there are many causes, for example, in um, in uh, well in physics for sure, where we know that there's a cause of events happening. Uh, and we're not able to explain those things. So you can you can know there's a what is then? How do you know there's a cause if you can't explain it? Well, uh, when you, when you get into atomic physics, for example, we know that there's a cause for um, atoms communicating with each other over long distances. Oh, okay. But uh -oh. we know that. There is a cause for that, but there's actually no explanation, no rational explanation that we know of. Oh boy, and that's, I, I understand that. So I mean, that's I don't want to get into that right now because that, that would get us but, twisted. But if I can just uh, uh, finish um, uh, saying something about that, it's that you you know there's a cause, but that's what the problem is. In other words, you now have an unsolved problem on your hands. And that's what people are working on. So in other words, people would work on something they know is there, and yet uh, they have not really surfaced any kind of explanation for that. Uh, that's what physicists do in general. They know there's a cause because there's a correlation between uh, like two spooky action at a distance, for example. We, we're going to end this section. Uh, you've been listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Bernie Beitman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network with our guest, Joe Mazur. You're a skeptic or a believer. Join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035 extension 143 and on Skype Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com 
or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Oh, welcome back to CC with VB. Yes, I'm Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. I'm Smee, and I'm on your host, and we are here with Joe Mazur, and we're rocking and rolling about probability and statistics and explanation, but we're going to get into the question. One of the questions that's bothered me as we talk about explanation and cause is probability and explanation is some people almost use probability of a coincidence in, in a sentence that makes it sound like a cause. You're asking me that question. Huh? I'm asking the statistician, mathematician. Okay. Uh, uh, of course, it's not an explanation. Yeah. There's not an explanation. It's a, you're making a correlation. You're so suggesting there is something that's going on, but it certainly isn't an explanation. I mean, a good example of this is uh, cancer and smoking. Um, you know, for years and years, people didn't know anything about uh, anything about the causes of uh, cancer and the relationship between cancer and smoking until the war, until the Second World War, when women started to come into the uh, into the industry and started smoking, and and suddenly there's this spike in cancer, uh, uh, lung cancer in women. So that, you know, you know that there's something going on and you know that somehow cancer must be the cause, but there's no explanation. So that, that's, that's an example of that. How about with, a, with uh, some of the coincidences? Uh, what's, what do you do with probability, explanation and cause? Well, uh, if it is, uh, if we think of it as a coincidence, then we, we believe there's no there's no apparent cause, otherwise we wouldn't call it a coincidence. But uh, there are some things that we just can't simply uh, can't explain, and yet we know that there must be some kind of a cause, or, although there are coincidences where we can't explain and we believe that there's no cause, or there is some kind of synchronicity, as you say, um, where we're talking about you know, something that's happening with a collective subconscious that is going on. That's a possibility. I mean, I'm not ruling any of that out for sure. Good, good, good. So let's do the story that I sent you uh, about what happened with me and my father. Um, and it's it happened uh, for our listeners uh, at 11 p.m. Uh, on February 26, 1973. I was 31 years old. Suddenly, I found myself bent over the kitchen sink in an old Victorian house on Hayes Street in the Fillmore District of San Francisco. I was choking on something caught in my throat. I couldn't cough it up. I hadn't eaten anything. I didn't know what was in my throat. I'd never choked for this long before. Finally, after 15 minutes or so, I could swallow and breathe normally. The next day, my brother, on my birthday, called to tell me that my father had died in Wilmington, Delaware at 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. He was 3,000 miles away and three time zones away, 2 a.m. in Wilmington was 11 p.m. in California when I was choking. My father had bled into his throat and choked on his own blood at about the same time I was uncontrollably choking. He died on February 27th, my birthday. 
I have uh, many stories like that. I looked, uh, I looked around for them. Um, I call it simultaneity, feeling at a distance, or feel, feeling simultaneously at a distance. At least 50 similar stories. I'm sure there are more accessible. On my weird coincidence survey, more than 2,000 responders um, said that sometimes this happens to them. So it looks like a phenomenon that is not just isolated to Dr. Bernie Biteman, MD. It's something that seems to happen out there in the real world. But let's talk about the one with me. And I'd like to know how you think about it in probability terms. Well, the, whenever I hear a story like that, uh, and trust me, I've heard a few like that, not quite as good as that. <laughs> that is quite good. Um, and uh, that is a head scratcher. But I will also say that there are some questions that you have to start digging into. And yes, uh, there are hidden variables. So, yes. for example, uh, I would say, uh, did your father uh, have health, health complications? Yes, he did. So you knew that already, right? Yes, yes, I knew that already. So you already had that. Um, yes. Uh, was the, where was the blood coming from? Uh, Nosebleed or? Uh, I don't know. Um, it bled into his throat is all I was told. Mm -hmm. And your brother is not an identical twin, right? No. Okay. I, and there's a reason why I asked that. You probably understand the reason of why I asked that. Well, why don't you tell our audience? Yeah. Well, there are these identical twin studies that uh, suggest that there is some kind of telepathy that's going on in some kind of unknown. Uh, the, the causes are really not known, but um, I have identical twin grandchildren, and I know, I've seen this happen so many times, when one of the twins, when they were younger, much younger, uh, they're now 16, so uh, <laughs> when they were younger, uh, one of them would be having some kind of an ailment of some sort, uh, but far away from the other, and the other um, somehow was trouble, and so there was a, you know, a feeling of trouble that one had in sympathy for the other. So how does that happen? That kind of thing does happen apparently in twins, and twin studies support that kind of um, understanding that there is something, some telepathy that's going on between twins. At a yes. young age, I don't know what happens at an older age. Well, oh, there's and, there's you know, studies the study out of New Zealand that looked uh, systematically at the same question, right. and, and they happened with older ones too. It got kind of funny, so that one older twin, maybe uh, at least over twenty, probably older, is that one the one twin would kept getting in trouble physically in various ways, and the other one would feel it, and the one who would feel it would could complain and say, "Why don't you take better care of yourself?" Because you keep affecting me this way. And synchronous uh, sympathetic reactions, um, but they rarely, if ever, um, are duplications or mimicries of uh, sympathetic events. You know, so person A might undergo some trauma while person B feels some representative looming reaction, but, uh, but it, it doesn't feel the pain. In some, in some instances, as with my father, it is the same. Uh, a, a daughter burns her hand, and the mother's hand feels like it's burning. There, there, are, there are direct parallel stories as well, besides what you're talking about, a general feeling of something's wrong. Yeah. But anyway, let's get back to, my, let's get back so to this, this story. Right. So I would have a question. How often were you and your brother in, in contact? It was. It's not my brother. It's my father. No, I know. But your brother. It, I mean, but your brother uh, called you, right? Is yes. that what you said? Your How brother. Called you the next he he, day on he your told birthday. me. Yeah, he told me about it the next day. Yes. Right. So now your brother might have known about it uh, the day before when your father was choking, and somehow uh, there is some telepathy between you and your brother now. Great. That's a great yeah. idea. Oh, that's, a, that's why I asked about the twin. Uh, okay, I didn't understand that. Very good. Okay. 
And that's that's part of the trouble with a, a lot of these telepathic things, and clairvoyance sometimes too, is you don't know where the person is picking it up from, and, and that's a good question. So, so then, how close were you to your father? Um, this told me I was much closer than I believed that I was. <laughs> yes, it certainly suggests that. <laughs> Uh, I it, it and it's made it's made me closer to him <laughs> since then too. Uh, ah, it, yeah, yeah. So the telepathy even goes that further away. Huh? Yes, it does. <laughs> and, and did anything like that ever happen to you before? Never choked anything like that before. You never choked. You never felt uh, some kind of telepathy with your father that was happening no. far away. So it was a one-time thing, but it was the death. So yeah. So. Um, Ah, uh, gee. Well, let, let me let me ask you some specific questions here. Uh, when I talk to statisticians, uh, if I'm to determine the probability of this event, which I try to do for the coincidences that I analyze, uh, I'm told that uh, I multiply the base rates of each of the events, as you're implying, how often did I choke? And just what's the base rate of a 64-year-old man uh, with some medical problems? He had a hepatic artery aneurysm that was supposedly cured, but it wasn't with a graft. Uh, what's the base rate of a person with hepatic artery aneurysm, which is rare, bleeding into his throat? Um, those would be two base rate potentials. Yeah, but there is also the question of how worried you were about your father for days before that, let's say, or weeks before that. Not at all, because he was supposed to be recovering. Yeah, yeah. Recovery is an interesting word, though. Uh, recovery can mean all sorts of things. You still internalize it. You know, my my uh, my wife, my wife's father had four heart attacks, and uh, over a period of about forty years, and my wife never ever uh, felt. Uh, comfortable about any of those recoveries. So yeah. there's a kind of a discomfort about the recovery as well. well I, did, I did not think much about it as the best way to tell as the best way oh, to tell you. Consciously. Consciously, yeah. I'm kind of, I love that you're psychodynamic in there. I mean, <laughs> MIT got that into you somehow? I don't know. You were in Boston. I don't know. But you, you, you were born in New York City, I think. Yeah, uh, I think I was. Pardon me? No. Far, rock, far Rockaway. <laughs> no, no. Bronx. Oh, Bronx. Okay, even better. I got relatives there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, we're, no, it, we're coming. It, we're coming to the end of this segment. So I just, I'm just. Mm -hmm. My my final question before I mention this is: Does time between events make any difference? We'll get back to that. You've been listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Dr. Bernie Biteman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Our guest is Joe Mazur, a mathematician. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. You have heard of the Exxon? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell? The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, 
Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jennings, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, After the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Yadadu-da-do-da-do. We are rocking with mathematician Joe Mazur talking about synchronicity coincidences simultaneity and probability explanations but joe my question and get back to some of yours is when i am told by statisticians and david hand is one of them and then i had some communications with him he was on the show uh several months ago and a statistician around here is that uh here are two events with a base rate each with a base rate uh, my father choking on his own blood my choking um and figure out the base rate of each one of those and multiply the base rate, and we get the probability estimate of what that coincidence is. is isn't that standard statistician thinking? It certainly is. But uh, before you get to that base rate, you also have to uncover some of those um, it, it variables. Variables, yeah. And that's where the reference group you pick makes a difference. And on, on, parenthetically, there's, there was a, 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 a researcher, um, a, a genetic researcher, who was studying a very rare genetic disorder um, and uh, then discovered that her daughter had the same disorder. And there was no genetics in the family of this thing. So that looked like a very low probability event. It's, and It's more rarely than a more a less rarely than you think I, I should say yeah it happens very often in fact you know that, uh, pe- that people are studying what they're yes um physicians for example dying or having the ailment of their specialty that happens very regularly ah uh, what do you make out of that well there are there are Again, if you look at some of the hidden variables, some of those people go into uh, that profession because they know of relatives um, who are genetically connected to them uh, uh, who uh, have those ailments. And therefore, you know, brothers, for example, who uh, brothers or sisters who have an ailment and then they really are focused on trying to find some kind of reason or cure or whatever. And some of this is, of course, subconscious. Some of it is conscious. I know a guy who did it consciously. Um, uh, His mother had many psychosomatic ailments that were probably depression. And he studied psychosomatics and depression and began this whole new thing of of collaborative care between primary care physicians and and psychiatrists. But he did that consciously. how does someone know that her daughter is going to have uh, g- the same genetic uh, disorder subconsciously? Uh, that uh, you'd have to ask somebody who knows more about that than I do. But uh, oh, yeah. I can't. I really can't answer that one. <laughs> uh, it still may be subconscious, but at a, that would have to be like precognitive. It would have to be like knowing it at some different level. That's right. Yeah. 
and I think that's reasonable. I think that's reasonable. Uh, but I, but David Hand wouldn't be thinking like that because that would be uh, that would be psi kind of thinking. So I'm looking at more conventional thinking too as I look at all this. I try to touch that base. So when I when I ask you the question just from state straight statistical thinking, this is what I'm asking you to do: straight statistician conventional thinking. You get two base rates, you multiply them, and you get the probability of the coincidence. But I'm wondering, what I'm asking you is 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 that to me the the time between the two events is an important variable. So since it happened at the same time, approximately the same time between my father and me, that makes the probability lower than if it if my if I would have been choking like weeks before and then he died of choking in his throat or I didn't know about it and then was choking weeks later and then I heard about it which would be unlikely but it's the time span question that I'm asking as it's influenced on the probability estimate in conventional statistics right it certainly makes a better story for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you know if it was a week before it would be okay. It would be a good story, but it just, you know, there was some kind of uh, worry about, oh, gee, what else were you thinking about at that time? Yeah. Yeah, so it, it does sort of dissipate the, <laughs> the whole idea of the coincidence, but it, it's, it still would be a story, but it wouldn't be as good. If they were further apart, you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I would ask this... Um, to think about all the times you were feeling fine and when uh, a close friend or family member uh, would call and relay some other bad news uh, that you didn't expect, what, what, what happens then? You see, in other words, we're, we're discounting those other times. And right. that's, a, that's right. a standard in statistics. We have to be very careful about all the times we discount. You yes. know, I... As, as you mentioned, I wrote a book uh, about gambling, and, and in gambling, that happens uh, almost all the time. We, we, um, we, uh, we remember our losses, uh, we remember our wins, but we forget our losses. And so those are kinds of things that, uh, that come into play as well. So that's, that's our, selective, yeah. Yeah, it's selective memory, sure. Yeah. And once you say that, it becomes hard to argue it because you can't remember all the times you thought about something. Right. And, and the death of a father is a significantly emotional moment, right? Uh, the, the probably, the, it's probably a moment um, when it's so significant beyond all other moments of, of a life's emotion. Yes. Yes. So uh, it captures and triggers any attaching episodes of sympathy. Yeah, and I might have forgotten about the choking at the sink if it if I hadn't heard about my father um, dying at the, around the same time. Mm -hmm. But at the moment of hearing your father's death uh, and hearing that he died uh, just when you were distressed, uh, uh, you you put the two events together as significantly related. Yeah. Yeah. And. Whether that is a correlation looking for a cause or just... Ah, um, right, right. So, so you could suppose, let's suppose uh, you were not choking at the time. But yeah. let's say in that, by that sink you had broken a dish. You broke a dish in the sink, let's say. Wouldn't you have recalled that, that broken dish, uh, that broken dish as a moment of a mom, a momentous... Synchronous, synchronous uh, connection. Yeah. Your father's choking. Yeah, you, or the same like story even, would be yeah. there. It was story would be there, or or I burned my hand on the stove around that time, oh. uh, and I would remember it. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. So yeah, so something else would uh, would have taken the place of choking uh, to to maintain the connection because the human mind is. It's trying to maintain, you know, it's trying to maintain a soulful connection with the life and everlasting memories of, of, of a parent. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a it's a huge thing for a parent to die. I mean, it's, as you as you know, uh, uh, and I remember the I remember the story of my father dying, and I had not um, had a very good relationship with my father, and I thought all along I knew he was he had emphysema, and I thought uh, you know one of these days he's going to die, and should I care? And I. And I got the phone call, like you got the phone call. And I had the, got the phone call, and I knew that uh, it was a phone call of my father dying. And a flood of tears came out of me that it was just, I, I was in such heavy emotion that I couldn't control myself. Yeah. 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 Well, it's still, my question still is the time between the events uh, as a thing to wonder about. Uh, as influencing the probability, but uh, we can get off. We can go to some of the very interesting stories that that you have. Um, did, I, I like the one uh, appeared in in Slate um, about the the Dupont the Ted running into the guy from uh, Dupont or yeah. the Dupont. So running into people in airports uh, or faraway places has a pretty high base rate, uh, and people don't know that, traveling in social groups, so same socioeconomic groups. But this one this one looked a little different. Uh, could you we'll begin to tell us that before this, uh, this part of this? Yes. We have about a minute and a half left for this yes. segment. I remember this correctly. Uh, yeah, I was giving a reading at a, a, a fluke, I believe, and... Um, it was in a bookstore, and this man came up to me, and he said, I have a, a terrific coincidence to tell you about. I was uh, on a plane, and the plane was uh, delayed for a long time, um, and they were told that they were trying to contact somebody who knows something about an engine um, uh, that was, uh, we don't, I don't remember exactly the me mechanism of the engine, but he said uh, they had been trying to contact this person, and the the person sitting next to him worked for DuPont, and um, no, no, sorry, that that the person telling a story was working for DuPont, but the person sitting next to him was trying to make the contact, and uh, so there was a it was out of four thousand or or forty thousand employees of DuPont, um, they uh, they were contacting the person actually next to the person that they actually wanted to contact. In the airport? No, it was in the plane. Oh, it was in the, it was in the plane. He was sitting next to him. Yes, he was sitting right next to him in the plane. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> we're coming to the end of this one. I like these ones of sitting next to people on planes. Yeah, they, it's not one of the best stories, but... That's a good one. Well, let's let's analyze it in our next segment. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. That is me on the Exxon Broadcast Network. And our guest is Joe Mazur, and we are probability guys today. it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. 
Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Yes, yes. Welcome back to CC with BB. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, talking to Joe Mazur, talking about sitting down next to a pl- in a plane next to somebody that... A guy was searching for out of 140,000 employees at DuPont. The guy he was looking for was sitting next to him on the plane. Hey, Joe, how'd that happen? How do you think about that (laughs) statistically, statistically? Well, uh, you do have a number there, 140,000, let's say. Uh, Whatever the number is, you've got something to to go on as a number. Um, You can limit that to, of course, you know, who's the person who really knows and what department does he know? So you're narrowing down those numbers. Uh, Then the question is, what is the connection between the guy who's sitting, you know, the two people sitting next to each other? So that's a much more interesting story because they are connected in some way. Yeah. Uh, um, And, you know, to, to dig into that would be an interesting piece of information because you'd start to not only get the cause, get closer to the cause, but you'd also uh, be getting some kind of an interesting story of their lives. In other words, work backwards and say, well, how do they get to where they are in this connection? Um, You know, they're they're not related in any other way that we know of, so there has to be some kind of a relationship of what what made them decide to to be in those positions uh, to begin with. Uh, you know, there, there are lots of things that could go on that makes the story even more juicy. You know, I, I really am a little surprised at the way our conversation has gone. I thought you would be more statisticianally than you actually you know, are. So, yeah, but you have to know numbers for that. And uh, this is not one of the ones that I actually dove into for analysis. Uh, this was after I wrote the book, and there were some um, there were some stories that were coming along that were coming along very fast. And you can imagine after the publication of this book, which had enormous uh, numbers of sales and uh, and uh, translations all over the world, I was getting um, at least maybe fifty stories a day for a long time. Wow! Uh, wow. Yeah, it was amazing. That was it. Uh, uh, you know, because it was on BBC, and, and BBC had collected a whole bunch of stories from their people, and so they wanted me to analyze those stories, which I did. I said, oh, I'll only take, I think I only said, I said I'd only analyze 12 of them, uh, and, and in the end, I only analyzed four of them. So <laughs> it's hard to do it, actually, because it takes time, nice. and it takes um, a little bit of, you know, digging. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a wonderful response you had um, to your book. Yeah, no, it, it, wonderful, but <laughs> I didn't expect that, and I, I didn't really want it. <laughs> <laughs>
But, but you know, uh, uh, as you know, in the book, I um, categorize the stories uh, into ten categories, um, and the most common thing is um, you you, you find the category where two people meet in a strange place. Ninety-five um, percent of the stories are like that. They just, you know, oh, gee, I was in Mumbai and I ran into my neighbor on a street in Mumbai. That's the typical story. And then there are these stories that are really colossal that you can't imagine happening. And then when you start to think about them, you start, you say, well, gee, I can't imagine happening. Um, you know, I have one story, if you don't mind my telling it. It's, Please it's do. One of, Please. It's one of the most colossal stories I've ever heard. Um a, two businessmen, this is told by one of the businessmen, on the Staten Island Ferry in New York. And um, one of them uh, was trying to give a, a business card to the other. And uh, he took uh, a business card out of his wallet. And just as he took the business card out of his wallet, his wallet flipped somehow. He lost control of his wallet. Um, and the wallet fell overboard. Oh. And thinking that it would never be seen again. Six months later, a fisherman in Nantucket gives him a call and says, is this your wallet? And it turned out to be, that the fisherman was a friend of his and saw, yeah. saw the credit cards in his wallet, called him and said, is this your wallet? Uh, he, caught the fish, uh, he caught the wallet in his net. Now, how do, you, how do you take that kind of a story? Well, the first thing you think of is this guy is bullshitting, right? I mean, this is, you know, how could this possibly happen? And I don't know this guy. I can't, you know, corroborate anything about this. The only way to do it is to, uh, to talk to the fishermen. And even then, you still have two guys who are making up this story. We don't know. But then I kind of, started to, uh, to think of all sorts of other possibilities. And so I, I contacted this guy again, and I said, look, was there anything missing from the wallet? And he said, yeah, just the money. Well, okay, if it was just the money, you know what's, what's more likely to, to happen than this wallet just finding its way up to uh, Nantucket through the water. It's clearly that it fell it fell possibly not into the water, but on the lower deck or something like that. Somebody picked it up, took the wallet, put it in some place, and somebody just somehow traveled to Nantucket with the wallet or something like that. But, you know, it, it opens up all sorts of possibilities because, because the actual event is so colossally unlikely that you just crave for some better explanation. Uh, and yet, you can say, well, maybe the wallet did just um, get swallowed by a whale and the whale went to Nantucket and spit the wallet out or something like that. You know, it's, it's, it's such a colossal story. You dream all sorts of other possible explanations. It's the money being taken out that uh, makes it suspicious. suspicious. Right, right. Yeah. How did the money get out of the wallet? Yeah, and that's just something else. It was that was not a random event. Right. Uh, I can't see it falling on the lower deck. Those they're kind of smooth, but it, uh, the sides are smooth. But who knows what winds can do? Uh, yeah. the, I mean, that there is no lower deck anyhow. I just guessed that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> wow. Uh, that. Or, or somebody just fished it out in, in the bay in New York, and, and, uh, and that fisherman was on his way to Nantucket. That's another possibility. Well, the, the, that, that, that the guy who lost the wallet knew the fisherman makes it even more weird. Yeah. That, that, that one is, that part of the story uh, does something to something. I, I don't know how to explain that one either, that he knew, the fisherman knew him. Uh, yeah. That, that lowers that does some to the probability there there I just was reading about uh, how a, a guy in Hawaii who uh, 
makes a living doesn't does as part of his living he 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 finds uh, rings that have been lost by people um mm-hmm. and can sometimes return them uh, they he they, they drop them in the water and he finds them somehow mm-hmm. uh, there's an old story of herodot by herodotus about a, a a ring being thrown in the water and the fish being served that had the ring in it and those stories happen there are also made up fish stories uh, about cods and false teeth just to make it a funny thing but this the stories of people finding rings that's usually what it is or a piece of jewelry in a fish or uh, finding it 20 years later uh, washing up on the shore those stories are there's a lot of those stories well, there's got to be a lot of rings out there in the world. That's uh, a, a lot, lot of what? lost rings is what we're, what we're talking about. Yes, and there's a lot of rings out there in the world. That's right. That's very good. There's a lot of rings out there in the world that they somehow find their way back to the owner. Um, well, you know, some, of, some of them do. Some and, of, yes. Some the majority of them. don't. Majority don't. So, one we only have about a couple of minutes left, Joe. Um, what I am coming to have to say is that low probability events are quite common. <laughs> uh, well, common is one of those other words like apparent. You know, what is what is the common? What is that, common? Yeah, what is common? But yeah, I I think you know what mathematicians would say to this is that. If the probability is not zero, then it will happen. It may take a million years for it to happen, but that's the idea: is that it, as long as it's not zero, then uh, then it, it, it's bound to happen at some time, as long as time continues. Yeah, well, that, that's the second problem: uh, is that it, it may be a million years before it would happen. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about that, like these ring things and the thing with my father and that other people have similar things that it it, it the telepathy is common <laughs> i mean it I, I think it happens regularly uh the data there's data to show that it happens regular that happens often so that what these what appear to be low probability events are not so low probability uh, just because they're outside of the normal way of thinking about uh, reality makes them weird but they're pointing to something that it happens on a regular basis out there. Yeah, and you used this uh, word uh, earlier on, the psychosphere. Yes. And that psychosphere, uh, you know, the, is that connected in any way with telepathy? Yes. Uh, that's, and that's, telepathy, yes. Yeah, and is telepathy something that really can be explained by some kind of... Um, uh, radio wave or or physics that is actually going to tell us that it and actually happened. And that's what a lot of people are going for. Right. Well, Joe, we've come to the end of this really wonderful discussion, and I thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you for having me on the show. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Bernie Beitman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Thanks, Joe Mazur, for being with us. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, 
by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, sci-fi, and horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.